Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hi, I hope you're having a good study. In four little words from Exodus chapter 20, Thou shalt not kill, the sixth commandment. Today, just for a minute, I want us to think about the reading that we were assigned in 2 Samuel chapter chapters 1 through 13, making notes about each death in those chapters, determining if the death fits our definition of killing, which is the deliberate taking of innocent human life. Now, I want to make this disclaimer before we begin. We're not going to all have the same answers. When we look at all these deaths that are in Second Samuel chapters 1 through 13, we're not going to all have the same answers. Sometimes it's hard to discern whether the taking of the life was the taking of innocent life. Sometimes it's hard to determine whether it was the deliberate taking of innocent human life. Just sometimes it's very hard because we aren't given all the details or because we don't perhaps understand all of the details. So I'm just going to give you, as we are going through these chapters quickly, my answers, Cindy Colley's answers about whether or not I thought that the various deaths were murders. Does that mean my answers are right? Absolutely not. But what it does mean is that it's helpful to me. As I went through this exercise, it's helpful to me to make application of what murder really is to situations that are going around on around us in our own culture today. Brutality killings that have made the news lately, rioting, abortion, euthanasia, what's happening with embryo banks. As I look around, it's it's helpful to me to have critically thought about what murder really is and what is murder and what is not. So that's the purpose of this exercise. Please don't think that you're gonna get wrong answers here because that's not the point of the exercise at all. The point is to help us to apply the definition of murder as the deliberate taking of innocent human life, to apply that in situations and try to see if we can determine what is murder and what is not. Please don't think that I think that I am the Almighty here and I'm the judge of the hearts of men in situations like we read about in 1 Samuel chapters 1 to 13. But I want to give you my list because I think it just is a helpful exercise for us to try to apply the definition of murder as we read about deaths in Scripture. So first I'm going to go with Saul. He is mentioned in 2 Samuel chapter 1, verse 3, his death. The Holy Spirit gives us an account of how Saul died in 1 Samuel chapter 31, beginning in verse 5. And as we read that, we understand that Saul even spoke logic before he fell on his own sword. This is the Holy Spirit's account of Saul's death. He decided to end his own life in suicide. I believe that that is killing. He took the life of the anointed of God to which he had no right. So I believe that the taking of Saul's life was self-murder in 1 Samuel chapter 31. Now, you might have noticed that in 2 Samuel chapter 1, there's a very different account of the death of murder. It's an Amalekite who comes in and tells King David that he took Saul's life. Here's his crown, here's his jewels, I took his life. He thinks that David's going to be proud of him, apparently, because David and Saul are in conflict at this time over the throne. 
And God has, of course, anointed David. So the Amalekite thinks David is going to be proud of him. He also probably thinks that his own people are going to be very proud. The Amalekites are going to be very proud of the fact that he's claiming, at least, that he took the life of, of Saul. Remember, it's the Amalekites in 1 Samuel 15 that God had told Saul to wipe out, to completely obliterate. So the Amalekites have quite a grudge here. He didn't wipe them out, and the Amalekites have quite a grudge here against Saul. So this, what this Amalekite is obviously doing in 1 Samuel chapter 1 when he comes to tell David that he is responsible for the death of Saul... 2 Samuel chapter 1, he is obviously telling a lie. He is, his, his account disagrees with the Holy Spirit's account. In 1 Samuel chapter 31, he's lying, and David takes his life for that lie. The Amalekite lied. I do not believe that the taking of the Amalekite's life as punishment there is murder. The king, David, was angry because he took the, or at least he claimed, to take the life of the of God's anointed, and David was not pleased with that, and I believe his death was a punishment rather than a murder. And then we have Jonathan and the other sons being killed in, we have them mentioned in chapter 1 verse 12. We have to turn again to 1 Samuel chapter 31 to see where they died and they were killed in battle by the Philistines. Well, the Philistines just came up upon Israel, began to pursue and to fight them and I believe that we maybe could call that murder. Um, it was a battle death, but still it was an unjust battle of the Philistines against the people of God the wicked people against the people who at least were supposed to be following God. So I'm, I'm going to put a question mark beside that one, but that may be killing because they were taking the lives of many people in Israel along with the life of, or trying to take the life of God's anointed and the sons of God's anointed. So perhaps we could call that killing as we speak of the definition. Now the, Amalek, the Amalekites' death in chapter 1 Verses 15 and 16, we already talked about that. He incriminated himself by his own story of how King Saul died. And I do not believe that that, that was a murder. That was a punishment. And then we have the Philistines, many of them slain in war in chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. Do not believe that was murder because God's people were fighting against the Canaanites, the Philistines, the wicked people, and those people were slain in war. I do not believe that those were murders. In chapter 2, verses 15 and 16, there was a group of 12 men turning on 12 men. They caught everyone his fellow by the head and thrust his sword in his fellow's side so that they fell down together. Wherefore, that place was called Helkath Hazurim, which is in Gibeon. You know what? I believe that that was killing because we have 12 people who were on Saul's side, fussing with 12 people who were on David's side, and they very violently took life there, which incited a lot more deaths in the war that followed. So I believe in verses 15 and 16 of 2 Samuel 2, 
that would fit our definition of killing. And then we have chapter 2, verse 23, where Asahel, who was on David's side, continued to follow Abner, who was on King Saul's side. Abner kept saying, quit following me, quit following me, I'm going to turn around and kill you. And Asahel continued to follow Abner, and so Abner took the life very violently of Asahel in verse 23 of 2 Samuel chapter 2. So we have Asahel's death. I there realized that Asahel was on David's side, the side of the anointed. This was a killing that followed closely on the hills, if not even included in the battle that Saul's men were having against David's men. And of course, God did intend for David to prevail in the end, even though he was going to make sure he prevailed whether or not folks were killed. But Asahel was on the side of the anointed of God. And if we look in chapter 3, verse 30, there's a little comment about this. It says, um, And afterward, when David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are guiltless before the Lord forever from the blood of Abner, the son of Ner. So what happened was, later on, Abner was coming to the king. Joab found out about this. And we see that that Joab killed Abner. So we see that in verse 30 of 2 Samuel chapter 3. In verse 30, we see Joab, who was the captain of David's armies, and Abishai, his brother, slaying Abner because Abner had killed Asahel. So here, when we look back at Asahel's killing, obviously, Joab thought that it was murder. He was requiting. He was getting back at Abner for killing Asahel. So what about this death of Abner in chapter 3 verse 27? When Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly and smote him there under the fifth rib in the body so that he died for the blood of Asahel his brother. I believe that that was murder because in verse 27, um, in verse 28, David said, I and my kingdom are going to be guiltless. His blood is going to be on your head. I think David was pronouncing it murder there. It was in a quiet place. He, he secretly plotted to kill him there. He took him to a place to kill him. And he killed Abner for killing Asahel, his brother. He was getting revenge. I believe that one was murder. In chapter 3, verses 5 to 11, we have the death of Ishbosheth. Clearly murder. Chapter 3, verses 5 to 11. Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, who was trying to maintain the kingdom of Saul, even when David was God's anointed. But we see that that was clearly murder. We have um, the death of Ishbosheth. And we find that that death is absolutely murder because David describes it. 
as such. Let's look at chapter 4, verses 5 through 11. The sons of Rimmon, the Berethite, Rechab, and Baena went and came about the heat of the day to the house of Ishbosheth, who lay on a bed at noon. And they came into the middle of the house as though they would have fetched wheat. There's deceit going on here. They smote him under the fifth rib in the body. And Rechab and Baena, his brother, escaped. For when they came into the house, he lay on his bed in his bedchamber, and they smote him and slew him and beheaded him and took his head and got him away through the plain all night. And they brought the head of Ishbosheth to David and said to the king, Behold the head of Ishbosheth, the son of Saul, your enemy, who sought your life. And the Lord has avenged my lord the king this day of Saul and of his seed. Now listen to David's answer in verse 9. David answered Rechab and Baena his brother, the sons of Rimmon the Berethite, and said to them, As the Lord liveth, who hath redeemed my soul out of all adversity, when someone told me, saying, Saul is dead, thinking to have brought good tidings, that was, remember, that was the Amalekite who came and said, Saul is dead. I took hold of him and slew him in Ziklag, who thought that I would have given him a reward. Which was the reward I gave him for his tidings? He said, I killed the Amalekite who came and told me that Saul was dead. How much more, when wicked men have slain a righteous person in his own house on his bed, shall I not therefore require his blood of your hand and take you away from the earth? And David commanded his young men, and they slew him and cut off their hands and their feet and hanged him up over the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in the sepulcher of Abner. In Hebron. So we have here the death of Ishbosheth, which was murder, according to the scripture, according to David, that was murder. And then we have some young men who died for that death in verse 12. And that was not murder, that was punishment for murder in chapter 4, verse 12. And then in chapter 5, verse 20, we have some Philistines killed in battle. In chapter 5, verses 22 to 23, we have Philistines ambushed and killed, the enemies of God's people in battle being killed. I do not believe that fits our definition. So you can totally disagree with me. You have every uh, right as you study the scriptures, of course, to disagree. But I'm going to quickly go through again. Saul's death, I believe, was murder. His suicide was murder. Jonathan and the other son's death... I believe possibly could have been murder because it was the enemies of God who killed the sons of God's king. The Amalekite's death in chapter 1 verses 15 and 16 was a punishment, not a murder. And the Philistines, the war slain in chapter 1 verses 21 and 22, the Philist, some Philistines were slain in, as David was recollecting, believed that that was not murder because God's people were fighting against the enemies of God. In chapter 2, verses 15 and 16, the 12 servants of David were slain. I believe that was murder. In chapter 2, verse 23, the death of Asahel, who was killed by Abner. I didn't put that as murder. And then chapter 3, verse 27, when Joab killed Abner for killing Asahel, I believe that was murder. I believe it's pretty much defined that way in Scripture. The death of Ishbosheth, I believe, was murder in chapter 4, verses 5 through 11. And then the Philistines killed in battle in chapter 5 in a couple of instances, verse 20, and then again in verses 22 to 23 in an ambush. I believe that those were not would not fit our definition of murder. I don't know that this has been helpful. 
what I want us to do is not necessarily get the right answers here, but I want us to get used to applying what I believe is a good working definition of the word used in the commandment, thou shalt not kill. I want us to have a good working definition of that and to be able to look around us and apply it in situations in our world around us. Let's take one example, abortion. Let's just think about abortion just for a minute. And I know that there are people who think that's all I talk about, but I, I want us just to think about it just for a minute because we're taking the lives of a million and a half roughly every year. So let's think about that taking of life. Is it murder? Well, the deliberate, of course it's deliberate. Deliberate. People make a plan to go to the clinic and they pay money. So of course it's on purpose. Taking of innocent, is it innocent? Well, there's nothing more innocent than a baby. There's nothing more innocent than a baby. It's the deliberate taking of innocent, is it human? Of course it is human. It's not the baby of a lion or the baby of an elephant or the baby of an eagle. It's a human baby. The deliberate taking of innocent human life. Is it alive? Well, if it wasn't alive, we wouldn't have to stop the beating heart. So, of course, abortion as it occurs in convenient situations around us all the time is the deliberate taking of innocent human life. It fits the definition. I want us to learn to apply that across the board. So I hope that this exercise, I'm, I'm about to finish doing the rest of the chapters of 2 Samuel, and I hope that this exercise is useful in helping us to articulate our beliefs about deaths that are occurring around us and to be sure as God's people that we are not participating in contradiction or a disobedience of the command thou shalt not kill. Of course, a command that is repeated in our new covenant. Have a great day. I hope that this in some way has been helpful.